Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB. I'm Juliette Sali alongside Danny Akuya. And Danny, we decided if it was good enough for the call. It's good enough for us. So we have happy Valentine Pink <laughs> to all today on Wednesday, the 14th of February. And do you know what? Markets started out really weak, Jules, but we have seen a bit of a recovery over the course of the day. So should we check in and see yeah. how the markets have closed? See? I know, you you were right, I was wrong. I said that at three (laughs) o'clock. I said, you know what, Danny was right, I was wrong. We always have a bit of a debate about, which is healthy, banter as we should say, about what's happening in markets. But you correctly said by the dip, but still the market is dressing in theme for Valentine's Day. It is still in the red, down nine tenths of 1%. Uh, Let's have a look at why that is, Danny, because it really is a number of these themes that we've been looking at in terms of, as you say, um, buying the dip, some some buyers moving in on some of those heavily beaten stocks. Yeah, it's just interesting because I noticed in the US trade markets were heavily sold off over the course of the day. But there was some big buying coming in. The healthcare stocks, biotechs, NVIDIA actually closed flat. So it was just quite interesting that in spite of that really bad CPI read, or let's say worse than expected, Mm. um, markets readjusted to higher bond yields, sold off, but then buyers came in. And I guess that was the only point that I was trying to make today, that we did see some buying coming in. But of course, this whole inflation narrative has now begged the question, Jules, are we higher for longer again? Yeah, and I think it was really interesting. had two guests today and Kyle Rodder was one of them who suggested that because as you say this hotter than expected inflation print in the US Mm. is pushing out the likelihood of a cut from the Fed now the market is sinking June and pushing out the RBA um, rate cut expectations too but two of my guests including Kyle and in fact Scuddy two former Ausbiz stalwarts saying look the Aussie um, economy and we'll get to that with the under pressure comment too is actually looking weaker than the US economy so maybe Mm. the RBA leapfrogs and cuts before (laughs) Well, I tell you what, that would shock a few people Mm. because this time around in this cycle, interest rates have not gone up. Traditionally, they go up more in Australia than they do in countries like the US. But it's that feed through mechanism of we have a lot of mortgage debt here. And in the US, they lock in mortgage rates for much longer, well, at least longer than here. So interest rates go up and it doesn't have that feed in Mm. loop. So I thought... We'll get to Commonwealth Bank later, but Matt Common was pretty sanguine Mm. about the outlook for Australia. So I'll tell you what, that would be a real fill-up if Australia did end up having to cut before. And we do have employment numbers out tomorrow Tomorrow. for January. So may give us a further indication, Jules. Yeah, and that's why I've got under pressure there. We'll get to um, Matt Common's comments uh, to Koshi later. But of course, he did indicate in the overall press conference too that, you know, Aussies are starting to really feel the pinch of these uh, rates. Let's have a look at uh, where we are seeing the banks today. CBA very much in focus and down 2%. All of the big four, in fact, under pressure. Macquarie Group holding up a little bit better, down by a third of 1%. Yeah, and let's have a look at the material stock, see if we had a slightly better performance. Not really. Fortescue off by almost 2.5%. James Hardy bucking the trend, but of course it was sold 
off heavily yesterday, up 2% today. And golds were under pressure. Um, Evolution Mining also hit today, but Northern Star off by 3 and 3 quarter percent. And energy, you had an interesting fact about the overall sector, a four-week low or something? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Even off a little bit more for the energy stocks. So those oil prices dragging on Australia's energy stocks, with the exception of Santos, which was up 0.2%. All right, let's have a look at some of the stocks. You mentioned uh, Evolution Mining. It posted a 4% drop in first half net profit. It shares down almost 2%. Yes, and I spoke to the Domain CEO today, and they reported a 70% surge in first half profit on price price rises and a recovery in listing volumes in basically Melbourne and Sydney. Uh, Koshi also spoke to Ryan Stokes from Seven Group. They had a great day today, up 6%. They upgraded their four-year guidance. Yeah, and AMP for long-suffering shareholders. Net profit taking a hit to $265 million, though underlying profit was higher, boosted by higher earnings from its platform segment and New Zealand Wealth Management, and they were up 10% today. And IDP Education declaring an interim dividend of $0.25 per share after recording net income of $107 million. Its shares rising by 8 and a half percent. And today. I have to do a shout out for Rudy Philippek Van Dyke, who has been a strong supporter of IDP Education. Oh. And uh, it's just one that has been on his radar and interesting because the Canadian government did move against their platform with some of the, their, their students coming in, and that's why the stock sold off. Remind beforehand. me this Valentine's Day how you know Rudy again? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the COB. Rocco Panzerino from Macro Capital joins us now. We've got the background. Just for you. Just you walked in and said, where are the love hearts? There they are. Um, your current market strategies when we are seeing this volatility and in the midst of earnings season, hot inflation print in the US. Yeah, it's been quite an interesting time. Uh, we hit the all-time high again for the sixth time in three years. Um, so naturally, it's a good time to take a look at the portfolio and start to reassess a few things. I think it's a wise idea at the moment uh, to look at the volatility or the beta of the portfolio. Um, and a lot of the common themes I've been having conversations with clients is um, they've got main, three main objectives um, at the moment. Um, firstly, outperformance. They all like to win uh, and get outperformance of the market. Um, secondly, it's, it's risk mitigation, mm. especially at a time like this, it's, it's quite important. Um, a dollar saved is better than a dollar earned. Mm. Um, but lastly, uh, absolute returns. So making money even when, say, the equity markets are going down. And I guess that you're not always going to get this in equity markets, uh, but it's asset allocation is extremely pivotal to be able to achieve this. Um, Sol Pattinson's earlier in the year came out with a report announcing that they're increased their, their allocations into um, private credit. Um, and a lot of family offices are doing the same thing. Um, at Macro, we've started to explore this quite a fair bit over the last six mm. months uh, and are going live on a deal uh, quite shortly uh, where, with a reputable property developer, um, where it's quite natural um, within the sector at the moment to get double digit returns in these sorts of investments. Um, so it's good to just naturally uh, look at these sorts of opportunities as we're trading at all time highs. Um, the other way to do it within the equity portfolio, uh, probably the most simple way, uh, is to raise the cash levels in the mm. portfolio. Um, the banks have had a really good run. Obviously, uh, CBA uh, disappointed slightly today, um, but it could be a good opportunity to start to reduce some exposure in the banks. Uh, a lot of them don't pay dividends until uh, about May as well, um, and raising the cash levels in the portfolio. Um, what we've been doing is switching to fixed interests largely as well. Um, PCI, 
perpetual credit, credit interest fund uh, has been our preferred name for a little while now, where you're getting about 8% per annum return paid monthly into your account. Um, you've also got things like capital notes uh, that become really attractive up here. Ramsey Healthcare uh, have a capital note by the name of RHCPA. Um, they're, they're aiming to yield uh, the bank bill swap rate plus 4.85%. So you're getting something around it's a floating the- floating rate note. Yeah, yeah mm. you're getting something around the 9% mark uh, and that goes ex-dividend towards the end of March. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also look to do some higher level hedging within the portfolio, uh, like shorting an index. Um, within uh, our market at the moment, we have BBOZ, uh, which can obviously, if used effectively, offset a lot of the losses of the core holdings in the portfolio. Uh, you have BBUS for the US market as well, but um, definitely be cautious with, uh, with shorts on the market. I was market. about to say, <laughs> you had my attention, really. I had a couple of things there. It was just interesting that you're prepared to do a credit deal over a property company because there's some pretty big property developers that have gone into liquidation. So you've obviously done incredible due diligence on that one. Yeah, of course. There's, uh, there's lots of terms and, and stuff like that. You've got personal guarantees and these sorts of things to protect the investor um, against assets and asset-backed deals and things like this. Um, But yeah, back to shorting the index, you don't want to be in something like this for a long amount of time Mm. because obviously uh, equity markets do go up over an extended period of time, Um, but it can be really effective in offsetting a lot of the losses of your core holdings and I'd highly recommend to stick within uh, the market that you're allocating to. Uh, For example, if you've got to uh, ASX equity portfolio are uh, using VBOS because whilst Australia is a lagging market and we do tend to follow the US, um, as we saw last year, it doesn't always go that way. You, know, you had the NASDAQ go up mm. about 47% last year at a time where during the year we were quite stagnant and uh, trending downwards as well. Um, so sticking to the, um, to the same index. Mm. What we've implemented at Macro as well uh, is a fairly new ETF. Uh, BBFD, uh, which shorts the US 10-year Treasury bond. You've also got one uh, for Australia as well uh, that's come out at the that's same time. It's geared too. It's geared, yeah. It's geared. I think you need to, to, to highlight that. So you're getting, yeah. is it two or three times geared? Two and a half to three two times. Two and a half, okay. To the, to the actual 10-year Treasury mm. note itself, mm. uh, not the yields. Um, there's also one domestically, BBAD. Um, for the uh, Australian tenure. Um, but this has been quite effective in hedging off the portfolio because um, it not only hedges off your equity exposure, but we've got a lot of clients as well with fixed income portfolios. This, if used effectively, uh, this can really help mm. uh, in hedging off uh, you know, rising yield risk mm. uh, for the fixed income assets in the portfolio. And moving to achieving some diversity, you're looking at an ETF as well that's got exposure to small caps. Yes, uh, we've been accumulating uh, the ETF VISM uh, since uh, December last year. Um, as I mentioned before, it's, it's quite a volatile time uh, where it doesn't really feel safe anywhere at the moment. Yeah. Um, so we've been accumulating VISM. It gives us exposure to the Russell 2000 uh, and other smaller cap companies globally. The top 10 holdings of this ETF make up only about 2% um, of the ETF itself. It's about 4,000 companies within Mm -hmm. it, so very well diversified. Um, We're anticipating a little bit of a catch up with these smaller cap companies um, to say the FANG stocks over in the US. 
um, but we could experience some shorter term volatility as we saw with um, the CPI print last night. So this could be something good to look at um, to slowly, slowly accumulate um, with weakness on the market. Uh, the Russell 4000 took about a 4% hit last night um, mm. on the back of a 6% gain over the last five days. Um, so something to allocate to, to uh, reduce um, a lot of the direct exposure in the portfolio around reporting season uh, and get on board that thematic as well. Uh, they're much cheaper on, on a PE basis as well compared to most of the companies on the S&P 500. Um, and yeah. So basically, if you're um, taking out some of those hedging um you know, ETFs, you guys must be pretty bearish on the market. You must be expecting like it's going to at least do, well, five, maybe 10% correction. No, not necessarily. Look, we've, we've uh, taken up the BBFD allocation in the portfolio. Um, and because it's shorting the US 10 year treasury yield, it tends to not move all that much. Um, so we've obviously had the yields increase quite substantially over the last week or so. Um, but to give a bit of an example, that's only increased by about 7%, uh, considering all the, the drastic rises in the yields that we've had over in the US over mm. the past week and a half. Um, so as I said, it's, it's more for a little bit of protection on the portfolio uh, to get through the shorter term noise, um, because as we had seven price cuts uh, priced into the market, seven rate cuts, I should say, priced into the market over in the US uh, for this year. That's drastically gone down to four now. Mm. We had a media briefing from JP Morgan uh, yesterday, the day before, where they're actually anticipating three. Mm. So it's more a, a shorter term hedge on the portfolio to offset these losses, because as we know, uh, rise in bond yields is often uh, quite negative uh, right. for equities. Rocco, some great insights there. Thank you, as Thank always. You. Yeah. Thank you. Rocco Panzerino from Macro Capital. And stock of the day was ComBank. And uh, let's check in with the verdict from Jessica Ramirez from Moomoo and Mark Gardner from MPC Markets on today's Valentine's special episode of The Call. Go. Oh, you definitely sell, but it's one of those ones that people are super reluctant to sell because yeah. they've got they've had them forever. They they're worried about capital gains. So you've got you've got really sticky shareholders. This is like this and BHP are two stocks that you you know you rarely re they always trade at a premium to analyst expectations because the shareholders just they, they yeah. don't care. They don't they they probably like had them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> many clients we've got have held them pre GFC. If you manage oh. to hold them to the GFC. You, you, it's not, you're not even a bead of sweat coming off your brow at right. this point. So yeah. I'd say take some profits. Right. So I'd say most people are quite bearish. If you have a look at the breadth of um, investment houses and analysts that cover the stock, not one um, has got it as a buy. So I'd be expecting some downgrades on the back of today's outlook, walking away from guidance and also uh, disappointing um, impairments ahead. Uh, but that's obviously to be expected. CBA is a proxy of the consumer and we are feeling pain, the average consumer. Delinquencies yeah. are up, bad debts are up, um, and that's expected to continue till 2025. All right, let's take a look at the market leaders on a down day. I think we might have had to scratch around for some of these, but there are some pretty big moves there. Oh, Chalice Mining. Up 9.6% <laughs> and Siona mining up 18%. And, and Core Lithium as well, just interesting. But down at EDI came out with some good results and that stock up by about 11.4%. And we mentioned AMP earlier also. Uh, hitting the sweet spot finally for investors with uh, no better than expected results. 
Um, what about the laggards? I mean, I'm sure we found loads of those. We talked yeah, about grain core. Yeah, they uh, yeah that obviously uh, disappointed the market off by 12%. Fletcher Building at one point I think was off 16%. I think the CEO is standing down, and they have like they've got a, two major projects: one in New Zealand, one in Western Australia. They've been doing extra large provisioning on these, and obviously they had a suspension in trade on Monday when you weren't in Jules um, because they were going to have a material downgrade in earnings. So obviously their results yet again putting pressure on that share price off by almost 9%. Ooh. All right, let's have a look at the small cap uh, starting with the leaders. Um, so we had Siona Mining on the other board as well, I believe, um, up 18.5%, Core Lithium up by 11%, Chalice Mining up by almost 10%, and the laggards at the small end of town. Yeah, Comet Ridge off by almost 8%, Drop Suite uh, about 7 as was Big Tin Can, and City Chic, actually, uh, that one we haven't seen for a while, also off by almost 7%. All right, checking what is happening overnight. Um, CPI and PPI from the UK, uh, Eurozone flash GDP, as well as in the UK, Governor Bailey from the Bank of England will be speaking. And crude oil inventories will be an interesting picture as we're continuing to watch so much volatility Absolutely. in the oil price. The US rejecting uh, Putin's suggestion of a ceasefire in Ukraine as yeah, well. Yeah, and just looking also in, uh, yes, that's it, isn't it, for Europe? Absolutely, we've got more stuff going the next day. Sorry, jumping ahead. Jules. Uh, tomorrow, what is on? My golly goshkins. We have <laughs> so many companies reporting and some big ones. Goodman Group, Origin, Magellan, West Farmers, Prometicus, Telstra, Treasury Wine Estates, Whitehaven and South 32. And I'm not going to be here, Jules. What? Oh, yes. It's Are you going to be no. able to yeah. What's tomorrow? Thursday. Oh, Thursday. I'm oh, not dear. here. I don't care for it. Um, well, West Farmers, of course. Don't forget, we're going to be talking to West Farmers CEO Rob Scott tomorrow. He's such a nice man. Live on the COB. That's a bit exciting. Um, so RBA Governor Bullock speaking as well. Jobs data, preliminary GDP out of Japan. Let's just recap on this Valentine's Day where the market decided to dress in theme and, and close in the red off nine-tenths of one percent. And there's the uh, ASX 200. It looks like it's closed down around 56.7,547, and that's about 0.74%. So we'll take that. Let's just have a quick look at the Aussie dollar because it did hit uh, multi-month lows, uh, but it's trading at 64.63 at the moment. And looking at the US munis, the futures, let's see what's happening because obviously the markets will be looking to see if they stabilise. Currently, uh, the S&P, and uh, the Dow is negative, but S&P and NASDAQ, they're in the green at the moment, mm. Jules. We'll have to wait and see oh, yes. whether those those investors are buying the dip or they're going to scatter. Indeed, indeed. All right. Well, that does it for this Wednesday, Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Or Galentine's Day, as we should say. Oh, there's someone taking a photo of us. Hi, Sharon. She's also dressed in theme. Um, yes, I think it's always important to, you know, acknowledge everybody in your life. doesn't have to be a romantic partner, does it? Galentine's Day is also a big day. Galentine's is like girls, you know, going oh, out for drinks. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Anyway, we'll take this offline. We'll see you tomorrow with all the market action uh, from 10 a.m. Eastern. Have a great evening. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.